All right, welcome back to another episode of How's It Takes. Um, so kind of starting a new initiative, actually something I have been doing for the past couple of weeks. I, I don't know why I did this, but I started a different podcast to do it on because it's kind of different, but I'm just going to do it under this under this How's It Takes brand since um, there already is some listenership under here. It's it's just the updates from yesterday in sports is what it is. So it's a, an attempted daily podcast. I have been doing it pretty much daily. I've missed only a couple of days and I don't do the weekends, but... Uh, every weekday, going to touch on something from the previous day. And over the past couple of weeks, it's been mostly World Cup and football. And once World Cup dies down and football starts to slow a bit as it gets into the playoffs, then I'll start touching on things like um, hockey, college basketball, and baseball when that comes back around. But yeah, so um, thanks for joining this little initiative. And it's uh, it's all just to keep everyone updated on the sports that happened the day before, whether you are not that big of a sports fan, but want to have the knowledge or whether you weren't able to watch yesterday and you, and you're just trying to keep up, I'll cover all the major events for you. um, Episodes are typically anywhere between seven and 15 minutes. So it's nothing crazy. You can just listen to it real quick. I'll give you the updates and and a couple of my own takes on, on what happened. Uh, And if it's a slow day in sports, the shorter the episode, more sports, the, the longer the episode. Today is Thursday, December 15th, and yesterday was the final semifinal match of the World Cup between France and Morocco. It was hard to see anything else happening in both of these semifinal matches. Uh, Argentina, Croatia, uh, I mean, I covered that. So, yeah, I cover most of these things on, on that other podcast, but since I'm migrating over here, I'll just touch on that a little bit. Argentina, um, really just kind of the clear favorite in that game. Croatia won their first two knockouts on penalties and really kind of looked like a side that was like very much struggling to stay in the games and just fighting for penalties. They just wanted to try and get there so then their goalie could 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 make some saves and they could just kind of make it the toss-up that a pe- that penalties are. Whereas in open play and regulation and, and extra time, they're just, we're not as good of a team. And that was very evident against Argentina. Argentina had a breakthrough game. They won three nothing, and I yeah they they haven't lost a game since the Saudi Arabia lost in the opening match, which kind of begs the question to me of whether they would be here without if they had won that game. Like what what might be different? It's almost like they had a little bit of a wake up call when they lost to the Saudis two to one in the opening match. People thought they were dead. The so much for these stats that they show that the like the loser of the first opening match in the tournament has an 11% chance to go through. That seems kind of like bullshit to me. I, I think there were numerous teams who had done that and Argentina now finds himself in the final. Both these semifinal games had, had a pretty clear heavy favorite and it did seem, seem like time for these, for these more underdogs to die. Uh, it was a, it was an electric round of 16. We saw some crazy upsets. Morocco, the first African nation to reach the semifinal awesome congrats to them they're a way better team than i think anyone in the world thought they were a lot of my soccer knowledge is based off of fifa but i know i i recognize names on the moroccan team so really well done by them they are a great team they play some great defense but when it came down to playing against france it was the toughest matchup they had had and they conceded their first goal by an opponent it, when France scored um, in the opening five minutes, and that was really something they couldn't afford. They hadn't they hadn't experienced that that uh, that early d- deficit all tournament. So when you go down one nothing, you can't really 
do that. You can't you can't work your strategy of just wanting to play defense all game. And so once they went into attack mode, well, they actually stabilized pretty well after they conceded that early goal in the fifth minute, which was a, a scrappy play in the box. Uh, ended up being a, a loose ball to uh, Teo Hernandez, I believe his first name is. And he it was an impressive shot. He like basically put his foot where like his shoulder high, kicked it past the goalie who looked a little bit silly off his line. Um, and then the defender in the net kind of took a whiff on the ball as well. Um, and it put France up one nothing early. And like I was saying, kind of had to Morocco had to change their game plan. Normally they're a team that just likes to it was kind of like Croatia, just hang on and then finally take advantage of your opportunities, which Morocco really wasn't able to do in this game. It they they had they did have numerous um numerous chances, especially when in like later on in the game when they were going full attack, but never really could could bury one, which is something that I did find that they actually kind of struggle with all tournament was taking taking opportunity taking um finishing their opportunities even i mean it's weird to say because they found themselves in the semifinal but it did seem like they could have could have scored more goals than they did um and so yeah the the rest of the first half was was pretty boring morocco stabilized a couple different chances mbappe looked awesome throughout the whole game um and he was the reason for the second goal as well he drew like five six moroccan defenders to him blew by two or three of them um, and then tried to rip a shot and took a deflection off the defender's leg. And since there were so many defenders focused on Mbappe, the, the loose ball went right to a wide open. Randall Colo Muani, I guess is his name. I, <laughs> I have no idea who the hell that is, but he, uh, he buried it in the wide open net and France advanced past uh, Morocco to nothing. Great run by Morocco. Like I said, but, it was pretty evident that it was going to be France Argentina after these two when these two semifinals were were listed. And now we got a France Argentina final. Um almost seems a little bit rigged. I said this also on that other podcast a couple days ago. Maybe it isn't rigged, but when you go back to that game Argentina Netherlands and the fact that there were 17 yellow cards handed out and not a single red card really just makes you think I, like okay maybe the tournament isn't rigged but there has to be this mindset by the referee that that he does not want to be the reason that he sends Messi's team home he doesn't he doesn't want to draw draw that red card that sends someone from Argentina off and and they end up getting eliminated from the tournament and he might get like death threats from the entire world because everyone wants to see Messi in the final probably including the ref the ref wants to see fucking Messi in the final so he's not going to send anybody off um I mean, there's there's plenty of instances as well. Messi basically volleyball spiked the ball in like center field. Um, someone had done that earlier in the game and got a yellow for it, and it was less egregious. And then Messi does it, not no card. Um, the very dangerous tackle that another Argentina player had, and then proceeded to stand up and fire the ball right into the Netherlands bench. I, I've never seen anything like that. It, it seemed totally unprovoked too. The dude just popped up, fired the ball into the into the into their bench like cooked it too like full on laser beam could have hit a player in the face who just has no like was just sitting there minding their own business um and so the dangerous tackle he gets the yellow for and my question is why is there not a yellow for doing something completely unnecessary and then van dyke comes over protecting his team and bodies this little dude and gets a yellow for that i i think the argentinians i it's it's why i'm pulling for france in the final argentina just kind of seemed like little they kind of seem like little rats. Uh, 
I think they have small man syndrome. They just are all very short, and I think they're upset about it. So I will be pulling for France, even though I don't want to pull for France. Who wants to root for a team to win back-to-back World Cups and who's by far the best team in this tournament and have Mbappe have two World Cups at the like the young age of 23? I don't – I mean, that is awesome for him, but um, I don't know. It's just not something that I kind of want to root for because – He's going to have like six World Cups by the time he's done. I guess that's cool, but I don't know. I, I'm more of an underdog underdog person. And it's tough in this final because there isn't really an underdog. It's like every single person wants Messi to win, and Argentina is very good, and the officiating is probably going to be rigged for them. Um, So they're kind of a, a, a favorite. But then there's also France, who's just super talented. And, the, and they're missing Conte, Pogba, Benzema. They're missing so many players. I can't imagine if they were there that this seems like this tournament would have been an absolute shoe in um but previewing it france argentina i i've said it before i i'm not i don't know a shit ton about soccer but just based on, i mean based on i think a lot of people make inferences based on what they've seen so far this tournament i think argentina is going to win um it just seems like the momentum it seems like everyone is playing for messi it seems like what i love what i said about the officiating and i don't know france just as as dominant as they've been just feel like I don't know. It seems like they haven't been tested that much and that they haven't been that impressive. I'm trying to think of their path. They played Poland in the round of 16. See you later, Poland. Um, then they, okay. They beat England in a pretty, in a pretty good game, but it could have been tied. Like that game could have gone to extra time pretty easily. And then they beat Morocco. So it's not that impressive of a road. Um, and their group really wasn't much of a challenge either. Australia, Denmark and, and Tunisia and who they lost to. They lost to Tunisia. And they had surrendered a goal in every single game other than this Morocco game. So, yeah, you know what? I, I think it's – let me see what the line is, actually. So, it's it's just about a pick em, at least. Yeah, it is. It's it's Argentina minus 110, France minus 115. So, that's that's it. That's very interesting. Uh, you, I guess I think you would think France is just a more talented team. But after all these things that I've covered, I think it does make sense that it's a pick em. I will be putting some money on this because it's the World Cup final and I don't – really have too much of an opinion on it in fact I, I don't really want to watch it because i don't want either of these teams to win but if i put some money on it then i'll then it'll make it worthwhile for me so i think i will be taking argentina because of the reasons i covered and we'll see i'm excited for it sunday morning i don't again i don't know why they had all the semifinal games at two but they have the final at 10 kind of annoying don't they want some more viewership guess not uh all right let me bounce over to football real quick i'll just do a little short little preview for tonight's thursday night game uh we got 49ers seahawks in division matchup pretty huge game for the seahawks they're fighting fighting right on the edge of that nfc wild card uh picture with the giants and the commanders and the niners are coming in rolling brock purdy looks like a beast we got san francisco minus three which is kind of seems like you would want to hammer the niners but i actually am gonna go the other way and to pick the seahawks in this game because the niners are kind of a team they're nine and four but they are a little bit inconsistent they're a team that impresses you impresses the shit out of you back-to-back weeks and then they lose to a far inferior team not that the seahawks are super inferior which kind of plays more to my reasoning is that the, the niners are kind of due for a for for a fallback game especially with brock purdy at the helm he does look amazing but he's brock purdy and he got picked last in the draft and there's probably a reason for that but the Seahawks also they they've been reeling the past couple games. They don't really don't look as good. Geno doesn't look as good. 
but they they are, they're fighting for their playoff lives and they are due for a good game. So I think they'll at least cover three points. I actually think they'll win the game. Um, sorry, Biri. No, it's probably not what you want to hear, but Niners are still top two in the uh, in the NFC, in my opinion. And the more games Brock Purdy gets under his belt, the better that he's going to get. So I think I think it'll be a close one, maybe low scoring, and I think the Seahawks pull it out in the end. But I will be covering that game and anything else that happens in sports tomorrow. So that will wrap up today's episode. Like I said, it's going to be about anything between 7 and 15 minutes. I think this one's about 12 minutes. So, yeah, uh, if you need a sports fix or just want to have some daily routine, routineness, pop on this podcast every day. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.